What's up guys, it's Joseph the Realtor here and um, we're just doing a quick market update video. Um, I, I know a lot of people are kind of losing their mind in this crazy market we're in. So we just want to make a video to maybe help buyers, help sellers, determine what's going on now and maybe in the next 12 months. So um, asking the questions is a new agent in the office, Nick. He's been a realtor for about five years. We got licensed around the same time. So he's gonna be asking our questions. Um, introduce yourself, Nick, so everybody knows who you are. Hey guys, Nick Salemi here. Uh, just wanted to introduce myself. I've been in the real estate business for about five years and I've learned a lot from these two gentlemen sitting in front of me. So I'm here today to uh, get a little bit more um, information about the current state of the New Jersey real estate market. And I'm excited to be here with both Joseph and Danny. So here we go. All right guys, so my name is Joseph. I am a, I would consider a top producer in the real estate market. I've been in the business for about five years. I quickly started selling a lot of real estate over the course of the last three years. Um, I've sold over, I don't know, 200 homes, $100 million in sales and counting. Um, and I've been in the market for five years. I feel like I've been on a part of a steadily increasing market. So for that reason, I actually invited um, Danny Simone, who's been in the business for about 15 years. Danny, go ahead and introduce yourself. How are you guys? Uh, Danny Simone here, 15 years in the business. Um, work well and love doing these things with uh, local realtors because sometimes uh, our minds get a little crazy when we're caught up into the business. It's good to step back, talk about you know the market and talk about uh, what's going on in each other's business to help each other out. Yeah. Even though we're not in the same office, we always look out for each other mm -hmm. um, and that's what everyone should be doing. 100%. And our good friend Nick over here is gonna start by uh, asking us some questions. I think the first one is obvious. It's the title of the video. Nick, go ahead and hit us with that first question. Awesome, guys. So first question, what is your take on the current New Jersey real estate market? Uh, the magic question. Hey, listen, you have the experience. I'll let you, I'll let you answer first. Um, so uh, the local or current, so for the past year, has been a little crazy and Wait, hold on. Before you, why don't why don't you tell us where you sell real estate? I know you only sell in Rutherford, so <laughs> where do you where, where where do you predominantly sell real estate? Bergen County, Bergen County, Essex County, Passaic County. Um, I, I honestly am work strictly through referrals. So I mean, you're like me, Bergen, Hudson, over. Essex, Passaic County. So everybody knows Bergen, Hudson, Essex, Passaic County. Um, do you put your sales in on like Zillow, previous sales, and all that? Uh, they're there, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so if you yeah. look at Zillow, our, our, our sales history, you can kind of see where we've sold. Um, Danny, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, at D Simone Sells. D Simone Sells, and then I'm at Joe NJ Realtor, Joe underscore NJ underscore Realtor. It'll show up on the screen, yada, yada, yada. So <clears throat> you're selling in Bergen, Hudson, Essex, Passaic County. What is your take? What do you, what do you think is going on? Um, right now, interest rates are pushing buyers, um, which is a, a good thing for both buyers and sellers. A lot of people think, hey, right now it's a seller's market. Uh, I don't want to get involved in buying because of uh, bidding wars. But if you look at the like numbers, instead of looking at prices of homes and you know what's selling, do your numbers, do your monthly numbers, because that will justify what you should be affording and what you want to pay. Because with rates this low, a house that you can buy right now for four hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand, if rates go back to five, six percent, seven percent when I first started, seven yeah, percent um, really? Yeah, seven percent was actually a good rate. Um, oh my god! You, you can't even afford a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the real estate market now, it's it's actually 
great for both sellers and buyers. Yeah. Even though I think all right, so I just want to tell tell everyone what's what's today's date? No, we're in November second. Um, I actually touched base with my lender this morning, as I do every morning, and um, current FHA mortgage rates are two and a quarter, two point two five percent with with good credit, of course. If you have you know six fifty a six fifty credit score or less, I mean you, you probably end up at like two point six, two point seven. But if you have good credit, you're at two and a quarter, which is insane. And if you're doing a conventional loan, you should be at like two and a half percent as of right now. That changes daily, of course, but I think that's a good piece of information for people to know, which is why the market is crazy. Um, I'll give my two cents. I think yeah, why course. I think the market's crazy. I think it's a combination of COVID, obviously, COVID-19. Um, a lot of people are leaving New York City. Um, people who are paying $4,000 for a one to two bedroom um, that's not bigger than 600 square feet, they can buy a 2,000 square foot house with a two car garage and a yard for the same mortgage with almost no money down. Um, I think the rates being the lowest they ever were, um, and like somebody like me, I don't know how, any given moment, how many buyers do you have, pre-approved buyers? Um, on average, we're working between like eight to 12 buyers steadily, and sometimes I get referred buyers and have to refer to someone else because it's just, it's too much. It's crazy right now. Yeah, so same thing. I'm probably anywhere between uh, 10 to 15 buyers pre-approved, ready to rock, on the hunt. Um, I think since COVID happened, that number went up to like 25, 30 at any given moment. And people are constantly going under contract and closing, so that's always renewing. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think the people coming from New York, the interest rates, and now you have people that are already pre-approved living in Jersey, first-time buyers, combined with people coming from New York, I think it's just a little bit of a, a causing a crazy market. Um, I think that, that Dio, do you want to add to that? Yeah, no, you hit it on the nose, man. It's, it's supply and demand, right? So you, you have the average or the how these, the past markets, uh, the past five years, it's just been a steady increase. And now all of a sudden, COVID happens and then the influx of buyers on top of what's currently, it's just- People working from home too. That's huge. That's you know? thing. Yeah, that's I think people huge. working from home, but scared also to be too far from the city. So North Jersey is really like where it's at. Like you should still be close to the city and work from home, but in a nicer house, a nicer setting. So I'm getting a lot of people too selling, um, Selling smaller homes, 1,200, 13, 1,400 square feet, and want to get into a 25 to 3,000 square foot house. Um, have you gotten any calls from like that? No, no. I've gotten a lot of calls from people saying like, "Hey, you know, you know, unfortunately, like I had a death in the family due to COVID, and we need to sell the house." I've gotten a lot of those calls. You have? Yeah, I actually haven't. I got a lot of those calls. One, one, one household had three houses. Wow. They needed to sell. Yeah. All those. The, a lot of my sellers lately, it's been a lot of people who've came into the area specifically to work in New York, right. and um, they got to go. They they can work from home, so you know taxes in this area are not the cheapest in the country. So they're nice. thinking. Yeah, Jer- so, I think New Jersey's number one. So now they're saying, hey, you know what? I still have a New York salary. Can I move back to Pennsylvania, Florida, Delaware, wherever they want to go? And that's. A lot of my sellers this year specifically have been that, you know? So they're like, hey, why, why am I doing this? I, I got to go to work from home. And a lot of yeah, people call me that, yeah, exactly. you know? Exactly. Um, 
Okay, so that leads to the next question, Nick, if you want to hit us with that. Yeah, where is the market going in six months? What do you guys think? It's a good question. Uh, if I knew that, exactly. We'd be billionaires, right? <laughs> well, they're, they're saying that it's going to be crazier next year because of rates not really going anywhere. The Fed just backed the rate again, so I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, and also, second wave of COVID. I think, there's, I think there is going to be a second wave of COVID. I think it's kind of already happening because people are very loose with COVID right now. Um, it's not what that political, Joseph. <laughs> we won't get political, don't worry. So I, I, my, six months, where, where, where do you see the market so in six months? Let me back up because what I would like to go or, or start with is this. is um, When I first got into the business, it was that 2006, 2007, and it was like, it felt like this. It was that boom in the market. Ooh. It was very easy to sell real estate and uh, I was a... You could have no arms and no legs. You could sell a house. You, it was just un, sort of like now too. I mean, I mean it's yeah. crazy. But we won't talk about uh, other realtors. So, but listen. So my thing is, what really what what happened with that crash was there was there were lenders and bankers and banks giving out loans to. There was the no doc loans. You, you know, you know what that is or no? No I know, doc. I know stated. that is. Tell, tell everyone else what that is. Yeah, the no doc loans and stated income was you don't have to show your W twos, your ten ninety nines, and and prove what you're making. So yeah. back then it was, hey, um, yeah, I, I work at a grocery store and I make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and my husband's a crossing guard and he makes two hundred thousand dollars, and they'll just sign off on your loan and they would be giving you loans, and it's just. You couldn't back up what you were making. So it didn't make sense. So, and they're also doing a lot of adjustable rate mortgages then, like teaser rates, like, hey, you know what? The rate right now is 7%, but for two years, you're gonna have a three and a half or 4% interest rate. And they're like, oh, great. And in two or three years- Boom, Payment skyrockets. They're thinking, hey, in two or three years, my, my uh, income will come up. And then all of a sudden, it leveled off and the housing market just, crashed because of that because people were going upside down on their loans. So the reason why I brought that up is because when someone says to me in the next six months, do you think it's going to be another crash like in 2008 or seven or eight and nine? And I think no, because right now what they've been doing with lending has been very secure, steady, 30 year fixed is like 95% of the loans that are given out right now. So So you're saying 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 it feels like 2006 but it's definitely it's not like totally yeah like so it feels like that point like in the beginning of this year and even end of last year and that's the one thing i'm like it felt like when i first got into the business it was just like phone call list yeah i want to sell my house i want to buy a house and that's how it felt it was like that oh it was just it was, it was crazy you know so and i was new in the business so it yeah. wasn't like you know you weren't even trying yeah, yeah so but now it's with that interest rates are at a, a low an all-time low People are actually getting pre-approved for these homes. Yeah, and, and they're and they're and they're verifying everything. Yeah, Back then you couldn't, you didn't have to verify it. Did you notice shocking. guidelines change with um, COVID? Oh yeah. Because a lot, so a lot of time, a lot of, uh, here. I think one, what's the next question? What kind of buyers are? No, that's not the next one. <laughs> I think a lot of people, um, lenders change guidelines in accordance to COVID. They said, you know, your debt to income can't be as high. Your credit score needs to be higher for FHA. You have to make a certain amount, blah blah blah. They they, they really banks really did change things up, and appra- I actually have I'm having a lot of properties under appraised. We'll dive into that on the last question, but um, I think banks are kind of adjusting, which is why I'm not worried about you know another 2006 like you say. I think it's I think it's all legitimate. I think people who are buying homes right now actually have the power to buy homes. 
I think the I think you can make a mistake when you're buying a house, single family, multifamily, because of the prices that are being paid. But at the end of the day, 90% or 80% of buyers and homes that are selling right now are all, I think it's all legitimate. I think the market's just gonna get crazier with a second wave of COVID six months from now. And, and, and you know what, back to that, when you said like, if, if they're overpaying or whatever they're doing, it's, if you're on a 30 year fix at a two and a half percent interest rate and your payment's never gonna change for 30 years and you're comfortable paying that now, then you're, you, it's a safe bet. Like, yeah. so that's why, I mean, you, I know you list a lot of homes, I list a lot of homes, a lot of bidding wars going on. Once the buyer understands that twenty-five or thirty thousand over the ask price is literally forty or fifty dollars a month, yeah, and that registers in their minds, that's when a lot of the buyers are going to understand. And I'm sure you deal with it. That's what's happening. A lot of my buyers, when you first take them out and make offers, and they're getting outbid, they're like, "Oh, I, I will never do that." And then they learn the market, and uh, and they almost educate themselves with our guidance. Then they will feel comfortable making that. Twenty-five or thirty thousand over ask price because a the value's there and b the price of of their payments per month won't change and they're comfortable with it. Yeah. That's how you're gonna, you know, get the right deal for your buyers. Yeah, I think that's good. Awesome, guys. So two-part question. Third question is, what about commercial real estate, Joe? You touched on COVID nineteen. How would you say commercial real estate has been affected by COVID nineteen? Ooh, good question. Did I write these questions? <laughs> I think um, I think the commercial market. I think twofold. I think because you do hard money lending, right? You flip homes. Yeah, not with hard money, but yes. No, oh, excuse me. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually. All right, so two things. I opened up a real estate office in March, right during COVID. I also bought a flip in March, right in the middle of COVID. Um, I was taking a hard money loan for a house that was two hundred thirty thousand. And I wanted another 150,000, so I was taking a loan for 380,000, right? And the resale value of the house was 540, 550. So I was doing a hard money loan, and right in the middle of COVID, I had everything approved, blah blah blah. We did the appraisal, everything's good, and they came back to me and said, "Oh, we can't do this loan because of COVID and commercial lending, and um, if you want to do this loan, it's going to be two more points, and this is going to be the rate." And it got to the point where it would be no, make no sense. So I bought the property with a 25% investment loan and I did it through a regular loan. Um, I'm glad I moved forward with it. I wasn't gonna do the flip because of everything that's happened. But actually, I, I mean, I had, I had no idea. This was just a gamble. Do I still buy this house and am I gonna be able to sell it for that same 540 number? And um, we did it anyway, and we just moved forward, and we actually ended up making out, and the market became crazy. So I'm very glad I did, and I'm also very glad that commercial lending changed for the worse because I, w I didn't take that hard money loan. I used my own money, and I ended up saving about twenty, thirty thousand in, in fees and costs. Um, have you done any commercial deals this year? Commercial, yeah. So I'm involved with a couple of different um, projects. Uh, yeah, I know, you, I know you do a lot of um, development. Yeah, development, big multi-unit uh, properties and projects, working with uh, a lot of developers coming out of New York. And literally, we had a lot of things rock and roll, rolling, a lot of things in the pipeline. What and was the one you had? I think it was like Caldwell? It was like yeah, there's a, there's a few out there. I can't really discuss uh, what's <laughs> being approved and getting done or my developer probably watching this will like chop my legs off. But, um, <laughs> No, but what I was trying to get at is uh, it was a, a big, um, a, a 
lot of developers wanted those multi-units projects. And then once COVID hit, yeah, the buyers were. that I had or the, the developers I had, they're like, we're waiting. Everyone's waiting to see what's going on. Mm. Two or three months go by. Now it's, you can't even hold on to these properties because the, the influx of the New York people coming here, yeah. they need housing. Any, any redevelopment in New, in New Jersey, like say, I think one of the projects was like 100 plus units, yeah. right? Yeah. Those projects and developments went from being okay and kind of easy to sell or kind of hard to sell now to like gone. You, yeah. There's no more negotiations. It's all like get it while you can. I remember I just lost, I put a bid on a 21 units in Rutherford and I lost it. Um, and then the, the buyer kind of was like, eh, because of the, it was pre-COVID and then COVID. And now that's impossible to touch. Yeah, you that, can't touch that you can't now. touch it, you know? The so, other part of the commercial, is, and this is the one that kind of like scares me and you'll drive around any town these small mom and pop shops, a lot of people are closing down, you know? Oh so and that's the only thing that it's heartbreaking because you know, you know, they have families and everything. It's that's the only part of the commercial I see that's going to probably take a, a, a little longer to rebound. So like mixed use. Yeah. I just, I just bought a mixed use building. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I'll tell you a, a quick story. I went on a listing appointment on uh, Pompton Ave in Cedar Grove and it was like, 20 condos and like seven storefronts and all of the storefronts almost all of them kind of went out of business due to covid and that actually affected all the condos above them because they couldn't sell because all the hoa fees weren't being paid by the storefronts so it totally screwed up the budget the reserves for that entire hoa complex so it's horrible horrible i actually told them to rent it out that's how bad it is so yeah commercial lending kind of did take a shit but if you if you if you're doing those projects in New Jersey, I think you're gonna make out like a champion. Yes. Oh yeah. There's no housing. There's almost there's, there's no inventory. They're not making more land. You know. Awesome. So, getting back to residential, um, would you guys say residential loans are closing or are deals falling apart? Oh mm. God. Uh, I don't know about you, but my man, 15 years of doing this, yes, we're we're a lot busier than normal. And I feel like every transaction is like pulling teeth. And if we're not involved- In, in what like, sense? Meaning- Mortgage, more title. Than, so everything is delayed. Everyone's so overwhelmed. The attorneys are, the title companies are, the mortgage I think we maybe are. like throw something on the screen and just break down like, um, I'm, gonna set, I'm gonna include a link in the video. My brother actually made a, a video of the home buying process. That's actually a really great video. Yeah, it's a great video. We send it to people that, um, that are buying, um, obviously mortgage, then appraisal and inspection maybe at the same time, and then mortgage commitment, and then you order title, and then you schedule closing, right? That's the overall That's process. That's the gist of it, right. That's the gist of it. And what's taking the most is getting a commitment and getting title insurance, getting title to schedule the closing in time. That's always the hardest part. So we as realtors can do such an amazing job finding a property and getting you a good rate, connecting you with the right people, but it's really just getting into the towns and doing the searches for title. It's just taking forever. Yeah. I had one deal, it was a, it was an estate and my brother had to probate three estates. And it took, it took a month and a half just to get title work done. So, you know, buyers don't understand that and they're getting frustrated because Even they want sellers, to- everyone gets frustrated. I mean, we're the go-to person to educate them and, and, and kind of like hold their hand through the process, but it's frustrating. 
Oh, it's definitely frustrating. You know? I, I definitely, I feel like you're, I'm a psychologist, right? Well, absolutely. You're just sitting there like, guys, relax. Take, talking people off the ledge. I'm yeah. sure a couple of our buyers and sellers oh, are probably looking at us like, that's probably, me, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to laugh when they see this because, yeah, I've talked a few people off the ledge. Yeah. I actually, mid-COVID, I had a guy who's buying a two-family in Nelly. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to buy this house, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, it's a two-family in Nelly. Second floor is like four bedrooms, two baths. Six car garage, oversized lot, eight thousand in taxes. He was gonna walk away from it. You got um, that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he didn't walk away from it, and I talked him off the ledge like I think three times, and um, it was mostly because of his job. Did you see that in the begin? I think in the beginning, March, March of this year, a lot of the buyers kind of were furloughed or lost their jobs, and that affected like oh shit, that made us realtors say hey, yeah we're we're. Uh, what, what do we get deemed as? Um, essential, right? We got yeah, deemed essential, so we had to work, right? So we were, we were working. There was a three-week period where it was like super chill and relaxed, and then we got deemed essential, so then we went right back to work, and then I started getting my phone. Hey, hey I want to buy. I want to do this. I want to... Yeah, once that New happened, York buyer... That's, that's... I was... The phone just, calls. Like, I it was from... To you. I live in Manhattan. I'm like... Yeah, Manhattan. Manhattan. I would say April, May, June has steadily like doubled in the amount of business yeah. I've done. It's crazy. Um... Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? Um, like, are you, what, so, have you have you had deals fall apart? So, yeah, so they a lot of the well, we had or I had uh, a deal right supposed to be closing next week, and COVID hits, the lenders literally stop lending. Oh my god! And we couldn't close, and so it was just, it was just craziness. All the guidelines changed at that point, and then the buyer decided, you know what, at this point, it's not right for me, and decided to renew her lease. So, well, I'm sure next year we'll find her something, but at that point, you were it was just uncertain, you know, and that's real estate. I mean, even with, I mean, we're dealing with a pandemic on top of a hot market, um, no matter what, it, it just, it's a, real estate's a gamble. But if you do your homework and you do um, your due diligence and work with an educated realtor. Oh my God, can we like touch on that real quick? Make sure you hire an educated realtor, not a realtor that just got their license. No offense to the realtors that just got their license, but in this market with everything that's going on, you need a realtor with experience that's in the trenches every single day showing property with the right relationships, with the right people to get you a good loan. Make sure you're not getting screwed. Good title, good attorney. I mean, it's insane. You really need to have that full I'm team. I'm sure because you, you, we work with kind of the same lenders. But when you get referred a buyer mm. and they show them your pre-approval, and then you just ask, hey, you know, what's your rate, this and that. How often is it like? Oh, I got a great three and a half percent rate, and you're like, yeah, honestly. So my first, my very first buyer that I that I ever worked with, they went with their own lender, and I was like, eh, I don't really care about the lender, you know. And um, they kind of got screwed on the rate and they got hit with a bunch of fees at closing that they were not aware of. And I just wish I was more involved in that process. So I've made it a point to become more involved in that process. And um, it's your job as a realtor to make sure that the buyer doesn't get screwed um, with, with a lender that's kind of taking advantage of these low rates. You I mean, look out for your I know. I, I just had somebody with, with Chase Bank with amazing credit get a 2.75 FHA and I'm like, that's not really the rate. It's you can get a better rate and they thought they were getting a better rate. But you know why though? Why? A lot of these big banks are doing so much volume right now. So they're like trying to hit home runs with these guys because if they don't get their business, they have 4,000 people waiting on applications, 100%. right? 100%. So 
this buyer who can potentially be at 2.375 on a 30-year fix with one of our lenders or one of, you know, a, a lender, lender that actually picks up the phone when phone. you call them. Or a ch chase, it, it, it just, the volume is just. All right, so let me ask you a question. I think this is really important. If you get a buyer, if, I don't know about you, but if I get a buyer from like Quicken Loans or Rocket Mortgage and they say, this is my lender, they send me the pre-approval, I will either refer them to three lenders that I know, really one in specific, but three lenders that I know. Um, three. three, he refers three. I refer three for First purposes. Three. Um, <laughs> what happens to that offer, like the buyer who comes in with another realtor who has a Quicken Loans pre-approval versus like, I'm submitting an offer to you, right? And somebody like, for example, Nick come, brings a buyer with Quicken Loans and I bring my buyer with a lender that you've heard of or you've done business with right. that you call and they pick up the phone and they ha can have an intelligent conversation with you. Right. Um, where does that offer go in the list so, of 10 offers versus mine? So I, I do a lot of listings. Joey does a lot of listings. And me personally, when I first list the property um, in this market, there's an influx of uh, buyers, so there's going to be bidding wars if you price the house correctly, right? So a lot of people say, oh, listing a house is probably easier. You list it, you get your offers, you pick the highest one, call it a day. Definitely not, not, how it not works. necessarily. And uh, I'll give you one scenario. I listed a house in Nutley, and it was a beautiful house. The price was four forty nine. Very clean house. We ended up having eight offers on the table. Oof. We had offers all over asking price, and the highest offer was, well, a few of the offers were over 500,000. Oh my God. Now, a, a non-seasoned agent who doesn't really do a lot of business would have their buyer or their seller take that higher offer. What was the but highest offer? 515. Okay. $65,000 over ask. Over ask. Now, you look at the loans, right? And I, I look, and what happens is I kind of dissect their offers. It's not just down payment and that's it. I look at pre-approvals, down payment, if they have any contingencies on selling, uh, maybe appraisal contingencies or uh, inspection contingencies. So we had, we laid out all these offers and the offer that they ended up taking was not the highest because the highest offer was at 515, three and a half percent down, waiving appraisal. Okay, if you only have three and a half percent down, how are you going to make up if the house appraises for four seventy five? Yeah. So you're, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot, and then almost when the attorneys are involved, they're going to be forcing my seller say, to you, sell what it. What are you talking lower. about? Yeah. Right. So and shame on shame on that agent for even submitting that offer. Correct. So when we get offers in, or when I get offers in, I told Joey, there's the same thing. We dissect it. We contact the pre-approval lender, whoever it is whether it's you know Chase or Quicken Loans, but good luck contacting that person. I right? give them four hours. If they don't respond yeah. to me in four hours, I move on to the next and that's too long. Yeah. So, so, it, so when a lot of people are like, oh, how are you winning your bidding wars as a buyer's agent? Mm -hmm. Well, listen, it, the lenders in this area, there's a certain a couple lenders that people tend to see and they know the company is easy to work with and get things done, and J lenders. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it matters who you're pre-approved with, who you're working with, um, and, and every aspect of the game. 100%. So guys, I guess the takeaway is hire us. Just call either one of us, honestly, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't call him, maybe call Nick too, yeah, call Nick. <laughs> call me Nick or Danny and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work out a scenario for all, all three of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Nick, what's the next question? Yeah, so we kind of just touched on this. What um, type of buyers are there? Answers, but, um, you know, what can a buyer to do to get an offer accepted? That's a huge question in this market, um, you know, of, of insane bidding wars and, and you know, going fifty, dollars $100,000 over. What would you guys say? You know, it's is, funny that we just, obviously, we just came from what we were just saying to yeah. this question. It's yeah. kind of similar. But there's another thing that, and I'm sure you get this a lot too. So um, when... I work with, I, 15 years of doing this, working with a lot of the agents, and I know most of them. Um, if I have an offer on the table, and it's very close, a lot of the agents want to work with an agent who closes, right? So I do the history, and, and I don't know if you do that too, but I do history on who the offer is from, as well as their pre-approval and their down payments and everything. Oh, yeah. And if the agent has no idea what they're doing, it's almost it's like about, it's all about transactions. Yeah, the more so transactions, have, the better. The more experience. Because the whole aspect of this business is to get to the closing table. Whether you work with a you know you're with Prestige Properties, I'm with Keller Williams. There's Search Twenty One. There's ERA. We're all doing this to get sellers and buyers happy to the closing table. We're all on the same side. That's it. So um, once everyone grasps that concept, I think it would make real estate a lot easier. You know, instead of fighting with a lot of the seller's agents or buyer's agents, Joe. Um. <laughs> I don't listen. <laughs> I think here. I think, and this nobody believes me when I say this. I say this to my brother, and he laughs. I think when the real estate market is busy, everyone becomes a realtor. Absolutely. How true is that? That's very true. The, the valet guy here. He hit me up. He's like, "Did you got my real estate?" I was like, okay, that's great. Um, it's gonna be rough. It's a rough market to get into, but I'll try to help as much as I can. But it's like every day I get five or six messages on Instagram. Just got my real estate license. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like, uh. there's nothing wrong with that because we were there at one point. Correct. Those people, right? Correct. But if you're gonna do it, I'm talking about how it, how it changes the market. So Hundred percent. You gotta do it. Those those realtors, right? God bless them. They just got their real estate license. They will get one or two people who will say. I'm gonna sell my house with you. And they'll list that house with no clue what they're doing, yeah. with no guidance, with no want or need for knowledge, to build up knowledge and say, hey, Danny, 15 years experience, let's split this listing 50-50 and help me. Right. They have no desire to do that, they just want the money, right? So with that, when that happens, the house doesn't sell. It sits on the market for 60 days when it could sell for five in five days. It sells for below asking, so all those statistics change the market. And when you have that happening, 50 to 100 new agents a month, that happening on a large scale like it's happening right now, it really does change the market. Um, that's just my two cents on the whole thing. I think this is the last question. Absolutely, so again, kind of something we touched on um, is what exactly is an appraisal waiver um, and what is an inspection waiver? Why would you waive those two items? Oh, so this is happening a lot in this market. Um, buyers are waiving. They're not waiving the actual physical inspection, home inspection. They're waiving. Um, they're waiving the conditions. So I don't know if you want to dive into it. You want to talk about yeah, so it? Yeah. So like, all right. So you can waive your inspection contingency, mm -hmm. but you're still going to do your inspections for personal reasons. So a lot of my buyers, when we walk through a home, and uh, with the 15 years of doing this, I kind of know what to look for, what not to look for, and, and point in the direction like, hey, this house is sound. That's key. Yeah. That's so key because, because a lot of people will start to cut you off. They'll, they'll walk into a house and they'll say, oh my God, look how gorgeous the kitchen is. And then you go in the basement and there's termites 
uh, knob and tube electrical, yeah. Federal Pacific yeah. panels. Um, just they just see the shiny new, yeah. They don't look. You know. I don't know about you, but when I dive into a house, first thing I do is we dive into the basement. So that's what, and, and you're gonna, and I'm sure you do, and I do as well. Any agent out there, don't look for the sale. Look for the relationship. And the yeah. reason why I say that is, if you go in and show in a house to a client, and they're, and you, I know when my client likes a house. Yep. Okay, I don't. Keep, oh yes, and just say yes, yes, yes to them because I want that relationship and her, their referrals for the rest of my life. Yes. So I'm gonna point out the negatives, and I literally tell my clients, "You may hate working with me because I am very, very blunt about the houses, the whether in good or bad condition." And they respect that and they love that because, you know, there's a lot of people who are doing flips and whatever who are not great doing that, and everyone sees a shiny new car and not paying attention to the engine, right? So that's where an educated realtor will come in and kind of dissect that and yeah, exactly. save a lot of heartache for buyers, you know? So back to inspection contingencies if you're waving them. Yeah, I think people get confused. Yes. I think you're still doing an inspection. You're physically hiring an inspector, somebody to do a tank sweep, somebody to do a termite report, somebody to do radon. Um, um, what else do you do? Uh, you could do, um, what is that? Um, oh my God, I just blew a blank. Tango? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, pipe, uh, the sewer. Clean sewer, sewer, yeah, yeah, sewer. Wow, I just blew a blank. That's actually a really, really it is a big one. one lately that everyone should uh, have been doing and should be doing because especially like the towns like Rutherford, Nutley, there's big trees and roots get into those. 40 homes. Yeah, so. Big, old, rusted so you, cast iron. Doing baseline. that inspection can save you a lot of money. So, um, but, all right, so you you waive your inspection contingency. You can still do your inspections, but you can't, nit, you can't nitpick on, oh, you know, the paint is chipped or uh, the cabinet's not closing directly. You don't want to get into that because you'll never get the house, but you want to do major components. The, the major things, structural, meaning the foundation, um, environmental, meaning if there's an oil tank or if there's some kind of whatever you find, you never know in New Jersey, you know? Especially yeah. those Italian towns, you guys do a lot of shady stuff. <laughs> and um, mechanical, mechanical meaning the heating system, the AC units, um, roof is considered mechanical because it protects the house. Mm -hmm. What else is mechanical? Um, you, I think you hit them all, right? I mean, I had one. I had one house. Um, it was actually in Montclair, and and man, you go into the basement. This furnace was done. Like this furnace looked tired, like 50 years working, and uh, everything else in the house was perfect. And I said to the buyer, listen. This is an $8,000 replacement. You're gonna to need to do this probably now. This should be done now. Right. And they were like, that's fine, I don't care. I love the house. I put in my offer that buyer will not bring up the age of the furnace. We know it needs to be immediately replaced. Inspection is for informational purposes only, blah, blah, blah. And my offer was accepted and it was not the highest offer. So I think the way you phrase it and the, the way you understand it is super important when making an offer. Um, the two biggest things is inspection and then the appraisal. You want to talk about appraisal waiver? Yeah, sure. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyone, I would say the majority of the buyers out there are getting a mortgage. The mortgage lender or bank will send out an appraiser to make sure the value of the home is what they're lending on. So realtors will, you know. You listed that house for 450. Right. 515 offer, say you took right. that offer. The bank's gonna come out there and say, 
this isn't worth 515, you idiots. This is worth 475. Right. So what happens in the case, what, what did you do for your sellers? What did you get done? So when we accepted an offer that an appraisal waiver, anything over asking price of 450, if the house appraised for 450, anything over and it, if someone bought it for 485, they would have to come up for the difference of the $35,000. The seller will not be responsible. That's besides your mortgage. Besides your mortgage. And you're down you that house. So when you see appraisal waivers, that means that the buyer knows the value is probably there or taking that risk and has the money to come up the difference. Um, so, so for example, say that house appraised that 450. Right. And they submitted an offer of 515. Right. So they would have had to do three and a half percent of 450. Right. Plus 65,000 Which Think it, about that. It, it would never have happened if we accepted that offer. Correct. What would have fell apart? It would have been destroyed. So that's why when I sat down with the sellers and you know explained that to them, they understood it. So uh, they did go with another offer that was you know in between the five fifteen and like the asking price, but waived their appraisal inspections and everything. So um, every scenario is different, but we're seeing that as listing agents. I see that a lot now. People waive in inspection contingencies, waive in appraisals. Um, that's anything really to get their deals done, right, for the buyers. I mean, if you're a good listing agent, you can probably get it. And I guess the trick is being able to tell what will close, and that's why, that's how we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess uh, I mean, what, what's 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 what have you taken away from this, Nick? What, what do you think is the the best piece of information that you've received? The best piece of information I received is definitely hire the right agent. Yeah. Um, that's that's key in this game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was a new agent at some point, mm -hmm. but I did team up with um, agents such as yourselves. Yeah, we were we were doing it for we were in the trenches every day in for the trenches like two years. Every day yeah. for uh, you know a year or two, and uh, I learned so much. And hiring the right agent um, is going to get you um, your offer accepted, and at the end of the day, that is one of the most important items for sure. Um, so you so know, not only get your offer accepted, but connect you with the right people to get to get. You to the closing table Absolutely. with a good rate, with the least amount of fees, with the right house. The right agent's going to have the right team, and the right team is, um, you know, is a one that means all the world. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Danny, thank you so much for joining. Uh, and Joey, and thank you. Out. This was a great. Thank uh, you guys. I, I, I enjoyed this. This is actually good educational stuff for buyers, sellers, and uh, you know consumers. Chance, right? Chance learned a lot. And GOP'd on Joe's uh, rug, so I'm pretty happy Nick, about that. thank you so much for ask, asking the questions. Absolutely, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. I you appreciate guys, it. Stay click safe. the like and subscribe button. <laughs> D. Simone sells. I buy with Nick. <laughs>